today on Alive and Active. Verse 31, Mike, when someone told David that his advisor, Ahithophel, was now backing Absalom, David prayed, Oh Lord, let Ahithophel give Absalom foolish advice. Buckle your seatbelt and join us for a lesson you won't want to miss. Welcome to Alive and Active Radio. I'm Mike Bliss, a follower of Jesus Christ, a husband and a father. Coach Brown, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Mike. Better than I deserve. And, you know, Mike, we're going to talk a little bit today. I mean, our title today is um, Who's For Real? Part 2. But we're going to talk about... um, some some of our prayers sometimes, like praying um, that the enemy would get foolish advice. <laughs> ah. You know? And Mike, I have to say this in, in our disclaimer, that this world has gotten foolish advice. If you're telling Christians that we are not able or not allowed or we should not or we forbid you to preach God's word and to use it in 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 not only in comparison but in uh, opposition to the worldly narratives about marriage, what's in a womb, race, um, Mike, all kinds of things that violate a biblical worldview. We're saying, nah, not on your life, brother. We are going to continually uh, feed on the Word of God, and that is going to be our word, Mike. That's what is active and alive on this earth, and it will always be the Word of God, buddy. Amen, Coach. And we don't represent any business uh, or any university. Uh, We don't represent any of that stuff. I mean, you know, it's businesses and universities and all those people that want us. uh, You know, Mike, I'm going to add something to it. The ESPNs of the world and the and the sports media that all that stuff, Mike. You know what? There's certain things that people are saying on on air because there are some believers in those industries, and they're getting in trouble. They're getting axed over the years because of their biblical worldview. And you know what, man? It it may be that that's what's happening, but we can't listen. We're as Christians, we don't go changing our resumes, man. No, we're the flagpole. We're not the flag. We're not blowing in directions this way or that way because the current of the winds of the secular world is blowing that way. We remain integered in, Mike. And so that's, I think that's really important, and, and I think it's a good extension. Even the sports world that I live in, it's a good extension to remind us that we're, we're not operating out of anything but the Bible. Amen, Coach. I love doing it with you. Nobody else I'd rather do it with. And really, it's a privilege to be here. Hey, Coach, today we want to shout out to our friends in St. Paul, Nebraska. St. Paul, Nebraska. If you're out there listening in that area, would you let us hear from you? Go to Alive, A-N-D, AliveAndActiveRadio.com. Go to the contacts page and let us hear from you. Tell us what you think of the show. And uh, if you want to join our Bible study that Coach and I do on Friday mornings, you can go and leave your email and we'll add you to the List and you can join us remotely on Zoom. You can, if you're in the Bennington area, you can come out physically. But we would love to have you join our men's Bible study on Friday mornings, six fifteen Central Time. Mike, you and I had a great time out in St. Paul. Uh, 
you know, maybe a little over a year ago, we went out there and had an opportunity to minister and visit some people, and we met some great men and women there. And so, yeah, it, we especially want to invite the, you men to get on board uh, on Friday mornings on our Bible study and t- tune in here with our, our radio show as well. Absolutely, Coach. And the people in St. Paul treated us like gold. We love St. Paul, mm-hmm. Nebraska. Absolutely. Coach, let's get into the lesson. Where do you want people to turn as far as Scripture goes? Uh, Mike, we're going to go back to uh, 2 Samuel chapter 15. And um, we were talking, uh, again, part two, who's for real. You've got these uh, men who are uh, deciding whether they're going to be with David or not. David's been run out of town by Absalom. David is wisely a quick quick removal, and he's got all his folks uh, uh, moving. They're weeping as they're leaving, Mike. It's a very difficult uh, uh, situation to have your son run you out of Dodge. He's stolen the the kingship from his dad. Um, But David is about his wits, Mike. And even though the sovereignty of God is having him leave Jerusalem right Right now, and even though there were consequences from his own sin with Bathsheba that have recurring, you know, uh, ripples that continually are flowing through his his situation in life, he has not stuck his head in the sand, Mike. He is actually being alert right now, even though he didn't handle his sons very well through the rape of their uh, of, of of their sister Tamar. But you know what, Mike? He's he's back at his wits again. He's a man after God's heart, according to God. And he's right now responding wisely, and he's got a plan, and he's trying to figure out, okay, which guys can I count on here as we are getting out of Jerusalem so that we can kind of hasten our return, and which guys can I not count on? And, Coach, we talked about last week. We made the point um, for our listeners, please keep in mind, watch David, how he doesn't freeze up in a challenging situation Hmm. which with his son trying to oust him as king and take over. David moves forward yes uh, in, 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 in seeks the Lord's uh, uh, counsel yeah Mike and we're gonna we're gonna discover um, you know we we really want to as we go through this stuff we want you men to have something to um, flesh out application you know it's not just a story get your life involved in this man there's some messes in your lives. There's some things going on in your lives with your sons, maybe, or your daughters, or your wife. There's some things that have happened in your lives, you know, maybe a divorce and maybe a death. And maybe uh, there may be some of you, sadly, that have had to go through things like a miscarriage or a suicide or an untimely death, Mike. Um, A lost job. Maybe, you know, Mike, there's there's a million things out there, man. Life is hard. It's (laughs) there's a lot of suffering in life. But for those of us who have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, the Lamb of God, Jesus himself, Mike, the friction gets to be turned into traction. It's, it's now, and I think that's how we have to look at this. So David is in the middle of this. As he's leaving town, he's trying to figure out, people are weeping, and he's trying to figure out, who are my enemies and who are my buds? And it says here, Mike, in... I'm going to go to uh, uh, verse 27. The king also told Zadok, the priest, look, here is my plan. You and Abiathar should return quietly to the city with your son, Amahaz, and Abiathar's son, Jonathan. I will stop at the shallows of the Jordan River and wait there for a report from you. 
So Zadok and Abiathar took the ark of God back to the city and stayed there. So right away, Mike, we see some guys who are in his camp. We've talked about Ita already from verse 19. We've talked about Zadok um, the, and, and representing the Levites. Now, now we've talked about Abiathar. We've talked about the sons of, of Zadok and Abiathar, Ahimaaz, and, and Jonathan. These guys are all on board with David, but there is a guy that isn't. He looked like he was, but he isn't. It's Ahithophel. He is now in the camp of King Absalom. And so David's got to keep his eye on that. So he's using the men who are in his camp to remain in Jerusalem as he's leaving, okay, a couple of them are leaving with him, but he's sending some of them back to spy or to be a part of the new regime so that they can gain wisdom to help him back into the kingship that he rightfully belongs to. And so it says in verse 30, David walked up the road, the Mount of Olives, weeping as he went. His head was covered and his feet were bare as a sign of mourning. And the people who were with him covered their heads and wept as they climbed the hill. And there's a lot to mourn about, Mike. There's not only been death and discombobulation in David's personal family, but Mike, he's no longer the king, at least temporarily. And this was, he is the anointed king of Judah. He is the king of Israel. He is God's man. God's man. And they got Saul out of there. And, and and anointed David, yeah. rightfully so, yeah. but now everything's kind of kicked in a different direction. So in an essence, he's being fired, so to speak, from the position. So people are weeping. And David, and uh, it, it says, when someone told David that his advisor, Ahithophel, was now backing Absalom, David prayed this prayer, Mike. David prayed, O Lord, let Ahithophel give Absalom foolish advice. That is awesome. Yeah, that's an interesting prayer, isn't it? Yeah, and it gets answered right away, Coach. Yeah. So when David reached the summit of the Mount of Olives where people worshipped God, Hushai the archite was waiting there for him. Hushai had torn his clothing and put dirt on his head as a sign of mourning. But David told him, if you go with me, you will only be a burden. Return to Jerusalem and tell Absalom, I will now be your advisor, O king, just as I was your father's advisor in the past. Then you can frustrate and and counter Ahithophel's advice. Zadok and Abiathar, the priest, will be there. Tell them about the plans being made in the king's palace, and they will send their sons, Ahimaaz and Jonathan, to tell me what is going on. He's got a strategy going on here. Very good strategy. He's a man with a plan. Yes, a man with a plan. A man with a plan. Our our listeners, Coach, are we men with a plan? Well, you know what, Mike? I think people uh, look at this and they go, wasn't that kind of sneaky? Isn't that what the Democrats and the Republicans are doing to one another here in the United States? Isn't it? <laughs> you know, but, but Mike, this is, listen, I think there is a war-like, how can I say this, a wartime uh, permission slip. So, for example, Mike, um, think about the, the Ukrainian-Russian war. Yep. All right, so— you have Ukrainians who are being blitzed by, by Russia. And if they walk into a, a Ukrainian home um, and there's somebody 
and they're looking for a certain family that's hiding somewhere, like in, in that home. And you walk in there, and they say, where's that family? We're looking for that family. Would you, the owner of that home, rat on those Ukrainian refugees who are hiding? You, 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 you probably would not. No, no, you would not. Because that's part of the deal in war is that, no, I'm protecting lives here. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? Well, let, me, let me make it more uh, at home. Yeah. Let's say if somebody walked into your home yeah. and said, where's your wife and kids? And they're in bed. Right. And, right. Well, they're not here right now. Yeah. You might say, Mike, would you be wrong in saying that? No, you, you want to protect your family at all costs. Yes. Yes, Mike. Now, these are hard things because they're quite, they're, they're kind of like lies. Did Think about, um, uh, think about uh, Rahab in, in the book of Joshua. As they getting ready for Jericho, she's hiding the spies. Is she wrong in saying the spies have left? And no, Mike, it's it's wartime. They're trying to kill and thwart God's plan. So, how about this one? Here's another one, Mike. Another scenario for you. So we're in Exodus chapter two, and the Hebrew midwives have been told to murder the Israeli baby boys. Well, these two Hebrew midwives won't do it. They allow them to live, and they give an excuse that gets the the uh, Pharaoh's men, Egypt's men, away from them. Where they're, they're actually saving the lives of people like Moses, whose life was preserved because of decisions that these Hebrew midwives were making. Yeah, there's no question about it, Coach. We want to preserve the lives and do what we believe we're being led by the Lord. Yeah, and we've seen the stories of the of the Jews who were protected from Nazi Germany. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, all those stories. So anyhow, if you have a moral issue with that, I would say um, open your Bible, keep studying, look at some notes. Don't just take my word on it, but that's how I see it, Mike. Yeah. W- would you agree? Yeah, 100%. And, Coach, you know, I'm, I'm just looking. Um, if you look at the Hall of Champions, too, uh, you know, we talk about letting down uh, – who did you t- t- let down, you know, for the Israelites? Oh, you're talking about Rahab and... Yeah, yes, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Is she in the Hall of Champions? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Faith, faith Hall of Champions. Yeah, yeah, man, that's a good point, Mike. Um, so, you know, obedience to God. Mike, there's sometimes we have to disobey the government because the government has asked us to do something that's not godly, that's out of the will of God, that is sinful. And so we, even here in, in, in good old America, we love America, but there are things that America uh, has asked us and is going to continue to ask us to do that violate our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, Mike, that we're going to have to say no to. We're going to have to say no to certain things. And, and you know what? That's the right thing to do, even though we're di- disobeying our government, because if our government is out of whack. Now, when they tell us to pay taxes, like they told um, uh, Jesus and Peter to pay taxes, Jesus said, pay our taxes. Yeah. Pay our taxes. Yeah. But when Daniel was told that he cannot open the window and praise God in the way that he has always prayed to God and that he has to fall down and worship, you know, um, the the leader of the Persian Empire um, like he was God or something, Daniel says, uh-uh, you painted me into a corner that I can't do. I can't do that, man. Right. And so um, 
he has to suffer the consequences. The consequences was he had to go to the lion's den. And, of course, the Lord preserved him. Now it's in the hands of God at that point. Yes. We have to be able to put our lives in the hands of God and not just succumb to the uh, military or the police force or the governing officials that tell us to violate God's will. Yeah, I mean, if the Lord is number one in our lives and we're praying through for wisdom on how to react to a scenario, we have to keep the Lord first always. Yes, Mikey, we go on to chapter 16, 2 Samuel chapter 16. It says that uh, when David had gone a little uh, beyond the summit of the Mount of Olives, Ziba, the servant of Mephibosheth, was waiting there for him. He had two donkeys loaded with 200 loaves of bread, 100 clusters of raisins, 100 bunches of summer fruit, and a wineskin full of wine. What are these for, the king asked Ziba. Ziba replied, the donkeys are for the king's people to ride on, and the bread and the summer fruit are for the young men to eat. The wine is for those who become exhausted in the wilderness. And where is Meshibbeth, Saul's grandson, the king asked him. Of course, that was... He was very near and dear to, to Dave. You remember? Yes. Uh, he was Jonathan's son. Yes. He got lame when they were running away. And, and he was dropped by, and a, he was yeah. dropped by the nurse. And, and so he, I mean, Mephibosheth might as well be Jonathan, yeah. according to David. And he's like, where's my man, Mephibosheth? Because Mephibosheth was uh, obviously the um, um, in relationship with Ziba, and Ziba was serving Mephibosheth. And he said, well, he stayed in Jerusalem, Ziba replied. He said, today I will get back the kingdom of my grandfather Saul. Ooh, hmm. that was a blow to David. David's thinking, what? And and, and so, so David, he probably scratching his head saying, wait a minute, that doesn't sound like Mephibosheth. But in verse 4, he says, in that case, the king told Ziba, I give you everything Mephibosheth owns. So David, he's probably he's just kind of like taking his word. He's probably disappointed. You know, it'd be like you, Mike, yeah. turning on me or me turning yeah. on you. Yeah. You know, you would go, wait a minute, that doesn't sound like him. But man, if that's what he's doing. Yeah, we're going to find out later that Ziba was playing games. That's right, Mike. So again, Mike. Who's for real? Right. We go that, back to our perfect. title. That's Who's perfect. for real, right there, man? Right there. I mean, you got people. I mean, look, he's got the whole, Mike, this is the butler. Yeah. Ziba's the he's the butler, man. He's got it all there for him. Yeah. Look at all the food and the and the refreshments that he's brought. Yeah. You know, sometimes people try to win you over, yeah. Mike, with all kinds of goodies. And they use their giftedness to take advantage of a weakness in you because they're trying to gain leverage and they're trying to who Ziba looks like he's got something in for Mephibosheth because we're yeah. gonna find out later that Mephibosheth this this wasn't the case at all. Yeah. So sometimes people in their own little scrambles that they have go and reach out to the next level king hierarchy, or they go tell their boss, "Hey, this guy over here, he he ain't he ain't, he ain't square up business." And you and I have talked about this. You know how like some some of the messengers run to David, like when Saul was killed, and they they want to be the first to get yes, there, and then they, it's that. like right. you, you know what I'm saying. Oh, I mean, I'm yeah, always intrigued man. by that, and that's why Mike. See. Let's go back to the word integrity. I, I went over this again with my daughter. We were doing Bible study. We were going through the. We've been going through the Book of Romans, and we were talking about integrity. And I said, I reminded her when she was a little girl. I said, "Remember when we taught you what the word integrity meant?" 
And you guys asked, she and her sister asked, Dad, we don't know. It's a big word. And I said, it starts with a capital I. What does capital I look like in a numerical system? And they said, oh, we get it, Dad. Roman numeral number one. I said, that's exactly what it means. Integrity means one. One is a whole number which cannot be divided, Mike. And so two things come together to make one, like a marriage. Yeah, yeah. And the Bible says, according to the Lord, don't divide them. We don't want that divisible. We want to be indivisible in Christ. When Christ uh, brought the church in through his death and resurrection, Mike, that's indivisible. We'll never lose our salvation, Mike. You and I will. So now let's live a life of integrity. What we think, what we say, what we do is who we are. All one, Mike, cannot be divided. We can't be hippo, which means, you know, multi-faceted, like a chameleon, kind of blend in, blend in, blend in, and you're five different people at once. Uh Uh-uh, that's not who we are. We're one. Now we brought all these parts together, and we're one in Christ. Yes, no, that's good, Coach. Good, good definition for that. And Coach, as we talk about applications for the men, how would you say? What would you say to them regarding that integrous piece? Well, let's learn, man. We can kiss the the bosses, you know what, man? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And trying to trying to always gain advantage. Yeah, yeah. And we do that a lot, man. Yeah. It's easy to do that. Yeah. We're always, you know, kind of, you know. Uh, building you, you, ourselves you think up. We're doing it for fear of position. We don't want to lose our, yeah. our position. We want his favor. Or our status. And we're trying to beat out somebody else. Yes. And so we're figuring, I'm going to use the boss to beat out this other guy and put him down. It's crabs in a bucket, Mike. We've talked about all that. Yes. It's not integrity, Mike. Yes. It is not. And, and, you know, we exalt ourselves and we put others down. And we're called to do the opposite. We're called to lift others up and put ourselves down, Mike. Take the most humble position. Are we doing that? Are we putting? Uh, are we? Are we encouraging others today? I'm, it's a call out to the men listening to the show. I, I guarantee you, anyone who's not living like that, as our moms say, it's all going to come out in the wash. Because those who will be humble will be exalted, but those who exalt themselves, Mike, will be humbled. Do you want God to humble you? Or do you want to humble yourself? Because men today, we have an opportunity to humble ourselves as we listen to stories like this. So this is part of that application, Mike. These aren't just stories, oh, yeah, he brought a good And then we try to figure it out. No, go back, read the scriptures, and, and start asking questions. Start looking up, okay, what Zeba and Mephibosheth, what's going on here? Because these two guys, at one point, were all on the same page. Yeah. And now Zeba's throwing Mephibosheth under the bus, and he's lying about him. He certainly is. He's lying about him. And so so David says, well, okay, for now, uh, just uh, I'll, I'll give you everything Mephibosheth owns. And uh, I bow before you, Zeba replied. May I always be pleasing to you, my lord the king. Yeah, <laughs> you ain't kidding. You ain't kidding. I mean, man, kissing up like that. Well, Mike, it goes on to the to the next verse, ver, uh, verse um, verse 5 here, as King David came to Behurim, a man came out of the village cursing them. It was Shimei, son of Gera from the same clan as Saul's family. Now, we talked about him a little bit, Mike, earlier in a couple shows earlier, but he threw stones at the king. How about that? Ooh, ooh. You know what, Mike? I've seen fans do that, man, at games. Oh, man, I, I tell you what, we've been in games, Mike. I remember one game. I'm not going to mention the name of the school, but we were we were playing, and you know what? They didn't like what 
we were all about, and man, we were getting hit with oranges. They were firing oranges. Mike, Mike, oranges hurt when you get hit upside the head with an orange from a distance. Ooh. When somebody's throwing an, an, a fastball orange at you, whack! You wow. know what I mean? Man, they were throwing all kinds of stuff at us, man. And, and the oranges were rolling out on the field. The misfires were rolling out in the middle of the field, so we had to stop the game. The officials had to go out, pick up the oranges, bring them back, you know, all that kind of hey, stuff. Hey, Coach, since you're such a healthy eater, you picked one up, you peeled it, and you ate it right in front of those people. Yeah, man. With orange all over my mouth yeah. and orange peel all over me, I'm like, how you like that, y'all? How you like that? <laughs> or you squeezed it and drank the juice right there. Yeah, right. But anyhow, Mike, he was throwing stones at the king and the king's officers and all the mighty warriors who surrounded him. So he says to David, get out of here, you murderer, you scoundrel, he shouted at David. The Lord is paying you back for all the bloodshed in Saul's clan. You stole his throne, and now the Lord has given it to your son, Absalom. Wow, Mike. And at last you will taste some of your own medicine, for you are a murderer. How about that, Mike? Wow. Um, you know what? And this guy, he's got a nerve because, you see, that that's, now that is the ultimate cheerleader. Not that cheerleaders are nasty like that. Not all of them are. Uh, <laughs> I've heard a few. Yeah. But, but fans can be that way where they get on, you know, they, they, they get on the, the, the bandwagon, Mike. That's the term oh. we use, the bandwagon. And they just start repeating what everybody else says. But this guy, I mean, he's going above and beyond the call of duty. And guess what? It, it always look guys like that uh, never leave anybody neutral. He's do doubling down that Absalom's going to win this this little game here, isn't he? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, and he's he's a crowd pleaser, Mike. Yeah, there are a lot of Mike. It's easy to be a crowd pleaser. Just jump on the bandwagon. Yeah, Mike. I, I've seen very nice people do that. Yeah, Mike. I've done that. Yeah, would, I, I've done that, Mike. You know, and and you know what? It's easy to start just kind of catching the theme, and and you know, hey, we're on the we're on the side of the mob. <laughs> well, and, and what you're, coach, correct me if I'm wrong, but what you're saying is that's acting like the flag, not the flagpole, yeah. standing firm. Yeah. You're blowing in the wind with public yeah. opinion. Yep. You're going where everybody, you know. And, and, and the interesting piece is, a lot of times, if you're the flag, a lot of times it's going to catch up with you real quick. Mike, you know what Jesus said about John the Baptist one time? What did you expect to see? A reed that blows in the wind? Yeah. So in other words, a flag blowing in the yeah, wind. Man. Yeah, man. Yeah, he yeah. said, yeah, I'm not a... He, look, the, the Lord Jesus is not looking for wishy-washy people. And Amen if you and that. I, if yeah. we men out here are wishy-washy men, yeah. and we just blow in the direction that the wind is blowing, so the new uh, king comes in and you're praising him, and the new king goes out and you're ripping him, and at one time you weren't ripping him, Mike. I mean, at one time he probably had, even though Shimei was part of King Saul's regime, at one time he, David was a hero. Because David is the one who saved the Israelites by beating Goliath. Right. He saved King Saul's hide. And at one time, he probably was in the camp of, of, of David. But now, because David is being ushered out of town, he's like, you're this, you're that, and you're a murderer, you murdered Saul, et cetera, et cetera, Mike. So, huh. who is for real, Mike? Who's for real, man? I mean, I, I think that's where we're at. And then one last thing, Mike. Why should this dead dog curse the Lord my king? Abishai, the son of Zerur, demanded, let me go over and cut his head off. Mike, I think this is Joab's brother. And you know what? That Joab's family, that, those cats right there, man, they are 
I'm telling you, they, they are something else. But anyhow, he's um, he's ready to cut his head off. And, and David says, no, the king says, who asked your opinion, you sons of Zariah? If the Lord has told him to curse me, who are you to stop me from? Who, who are you to stop him? I'm sorry. Yeah. So, so Mike, I think that's... We have to end there, Mike, um, I think, but uh, listen to what David's final statement is in verse 11. Then David said to Abishai and to all the servants, my own son is trying to kill me. Doesn't this relative of Saul have even more reason to do so? Leave him alone and let him curse, for the Lord has told him to do it. And perhaps the Lord will see that I am being wrong and will bless me because of these curses today. What a perspective, Mike. What a leader perspective. And he tells these hotheads, look, we're not going to just go out there and make this a bloodshed deal. You know what, man? Let's take our licks. Let's take our licks. But it's all going to come out in God's wash. Coach, thank you for that. What a, what a great lesson. I love learning uh, how we can learn from, uh, especially King David. There's just something about King David that's great for us men to pick up. So hopefully you've been blessed today. Hopefully you've picked up some application points. Uh, guys, we're a listener-supported show. If you go to AliveAndActiveRadio.com, if you go to um, the there's, – there's a tab in there for uh, donations. Uh, we would greatly appreciate it if you're led to do that. Uh, and if you want to go to the contacts page and let us hear from you, we would uh, love to hear what you think of the show. Uh, if you want to join the men's Bible study, leave your, your leave your email, and we'll we'll get that uh, get you signed up for that to join us, uh, Coach and I, on Friday mornings at six fifteen Central. You can join by Zoom, or if you're in the Bennington area, you can come. We want to close with First John one nine. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 